know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, presented by NBA 2K23. It's fast approaching the launch, so make sure you've pre-ordered your copy. You get NBA Elite Pass included. You get a bunch of extra VC. You get a lot of things going on in there. Check out the link in the description. We're back. We didn't have an episode yesterday. We did record an episode, but I didn't upload it. Because oh, yesterday's episode got a little bit out of hand. Because usually the show is 30 minutes long. We recorded about 10 shows worth of content because BJ Armstrong said to me that Chris Paul is a superstar in the NBA. And I thought, this right here is real name, no gimmicks. We can't be giving those gimmicks to the people. So I didn't put it out. And I was going to say today, let's re-record it in a more sensible manner and try and keep to within half hour and we'll get it out. But then Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets had a conversation and now Kevin Durant is staying in Brooklyn. So the trade that the entire NBA media has been speculating about all summer long, the trade which has held up a lot of other deals, a lot of other player signings is now apparently, reportedly not taking place. Sean Marks, Josai, Rich Kleiman, who's KD's business manager and Kevin Durant, they had a meeting and they said they're going to continue their partnership together. And what was funny to me is the press release had the Nets logo and it was an official Nets press release, but also a giant The Boardroom logo, which is obviously the business venture that Rich and KD have got going on together, which I thought was interesting. Like, KD, we're not going to trade you, but I'll tell you what we can do. We'll slap your logo on the press release. Is that all good? Good. Okay, let's tell everyone you're staying. So, BJ, I need to know from you, with confirmation that Kevin Durant is staying, Kyrie Irving opting in for another season, Ben Simmons making his return, Paddy Mills re-signing. Joe Harris returning from injury. Seth Curry is still there. TJ Warren, the Michael Jordan of the NBA bubble, has been signed. Royce O'Neal has been traded for. Nick Claxton is there again. Cam Thomas is going to be even better. What do you think about the Brooklyn Nets this season? Is it third time lucky? Because the last two years, whenever I've predicted the Brooklyn Nets will win the East, they've let me down spectacularly. Is this going to be third time lucky? Well, I'll say this. You know, Mo, the best players, the best coaches, the best executives all learn how to function in chaos. <laughs> I love chaos. I run the chaos. This is a very chaotic situation. Now, I had a Hall of Fame coach ask me one time, he said, BJ, what's two plus two? Naturally, I said four. He said, well, you'll never, ever coach in this league if two plus two is four, because this is a league where dysfunction is the ruler of the day. Mm -hmm. He said, now from here on out, when I asked you what's two plus two, you better give me the right answer. And we had this running joke for many years, seven, 11, 15, and he would always nod his head and say, now nah, you got it. This is the <laughs> NBA. <laughs> now, here's what's, here's what's nuts. This is so bizarre. It might work. It's, this is the NBA. This is how it really works. So you, you, you want to be traded. You say you get rid of the coach. All this is reported. You try to trade the guy. Player X meets with T, players not playing, player here, surgery. We don't know who's coming, who's going. 
a year from now, we could be saying the Brooklyn Nets are the NBA champions. Because that's two plus two in the NBA. Now, we'll see how it plays out. Am I shocked? No, this is the NBA. Anything's possible. But what I do know is that Kevin Durant is a player. And if he's healthy, and if his mind's in the right place, and they have, they have, a lot of players. I mean, they got they got they have some serviceable players over there. Yes. We'll see what happens. Now, I don't know how this is going to play out, Mo. Tomorrow is a new day, but as of today, good for the Nets. Now let's see how it plays out because you know what? It makes no sense. I can't wrap my head around it, but because I can't do that, now I'm saying this is an NBA. This is an NBA story for sure. Well, we have seen something similar to this before. Uh, today is actually a very special day, a very emotional day. The 23rd of August is the birthday or what would have been the birthday of the late, great Kobe Bryant. May he rest in peace. Tomorrow, obviously, when you, you guys are listening to this, is the 24th of the 8th. That's Mamba Day, 8-24, all of that stuff. And um, speaking of Kobe Bryant, our thoughts and prayers are with his family, but... He did once demand a trade away from the Lakers that a lot of people right. don't know about. And he was trying to force his way out of the Lakers. And he wanted to go to, to the, the Chicago Bulls. 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 Yep. And he wanted to go to the Bulls. I remember he wanted to go to Detroit, if I remember. Yep. The, the Detroit. 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 Yep. Yeah. It was Detroit or Chicago. And he was actually almost going to go to the Bulls. But he was adamant that Luol Deng would not be included in the trade package because he wanted to play with Luol. So shout out to the UK's hero, Mr. Luol Deng. But the point being is that was 2007, if I'm not mistaken. 2008, the Lakers are in the NBA Finals. And 2009, the Lakers are champions. And 2010, the Lakers are back-to-back champions. So for Brooklyn, this may very well work out. They may be in the Finals next year. They may win a championship next year. Or it could go up in flames and not work out. And they could have said to KD, you know, just running back one more year. We've got Ben Simmons. We've got one more year of Kyrie. And then if it doesn't work, we'll trade you next offseason. Because he still has four years left on his contract. Now, I'm worried what I'm about to say may open a can of worms. So, BJ, you've got to let me finish what I'm saying here, because yesterday was chaos. Yesterday, when I said the term superstar is thrown around too loosely, and there is way less superstars than you think in the NBA, I was told that I'm wrong. But let me ask you this. A superstar what a consensus everyone thinks is a superstar in the NBA right now. And Kevin Durant. By today's definition. By today's yes, definition. Yes. Demanded a trade. He didn't get that. And that's normal. We've seen superstars demand trades and that not happen. He then demanded the general manager and the head coach be fired. And neither of them were fired. He wanted an extension for his friends. Reportedly, Kyrie Irving didn't get the extension. His other friend, who he got a contract on a team, DeAndre Jordan, was traded away. These things don't typically happen to what I would define as a superstar. If LeBron James wants his coach fired, he better pack his bags. If LeBron James wants the general manager gone, he better pack his bags. If LeBron James wants to be traded, he would be traded. That's just an interesting note. I'm not saying Kevin Durant's not a superstar, but my question to you is, do you think that the... I don't want to say play empowerment, but I don't know what term to use to describe this. But the Brooklyn Nets just downright refusing to trade Kevin Durant by putting on such a high price tag and refusing to give him what he wants is now going to set a trend in the NBA where less and less players 
can force their way out of situations or less and less players can demand coaches, et cetera, be fired if they're not to their liking. Well, you know, what we do in the media is we love to compare one situation to another and we we compare the content, but we don't put it in its proper context. Now let's get to this player empowerment thing. Now, I'm going to say something here because I'm old enough to say it. This next collective bargaining agreement, you know, we keep saying this word player empowerment. I don't know exactly what that means, but what I do know is that this league and these owners are going to demand a new structure and length of contracts based on what the players, how they are reacting right now. And that doesn't, that's not good for the players on any level. Now, we keep saying all this player empowerment, we keep hearing these things, but I've never bought into it then, I don't buy into it now. And the reason I don't buy into it is because these owners, in the end, they're, they're business you don't become a billionaire by accident, okay? You don't become a billionaire by accident. If you want to see how these governors, is that is that the new term now? You know, we got new term. I don't know. If you want to see, if you want to see how they are, they, they're playing chess. Mm-hmm. And but- right now, this new collective bargaining agreement, we'll see who's who then. And I'm putting, I'm bet I'm willing to wage that these owners are going to come away because they have more leverage now. Oh, guys don't want to, and what does that mean? Oh, you guys don't want these four-year and five-year deals? Let's shorten, let's let's shorten these contracts. Well, wouldn't that have a negative effect on smaller market franchises when they're one of their only ways to retain superstar talent or get superstar talent is by drafting them and then signing them to long-term deals? If you're a market like a Brooklyn or an LA, Miami, you can say, okay, cool. We'll sign you for one year or two years. We'll get someone else if it doesn't work. If you're uh, you're, you're, Utah Jazz. When you draft a player, you want, when you draft a player, yes. When you sign them in free agency, that's where the problems arise. Okay. So not retaining players. If you were to retain a player, you'd still be able to sign them to a long-term deal. Because bear in mind, they signed Kevin Durant in free agency, and then he signed a four-year extension. So it's not his original deal that came off in the sign and trade. This is something that a year, almost precisely to the day, he signed his extension. One year later, he demanded out with four years remaining on his deal. Okay. I, I think this doesn't bode well for the players. Yes. I could be wrong, but I think the players, I don't know what these, I don't know what the league and the owner is going to do, but I know this is not good for their business. Mm-hmm. That I know. It's not good for their business and their business is the business. Yes. Now, we keep talking about players, players, players. Well, let's talk about the names on the front of these jerseys. Because this league, last time I checked, is a billion dollar operation. Mm-hmm. And they're they're going to make sure that the business continues. 
So all I'm saying is, as we are continuing to paint these pictures, make sure you include the business of this. Do you foresee some type of lockout happening in the next CBA agreement between the players and the owners if they can't agree to these terms? Well, the, 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 the owners, the governors are going to do whatever they have to do. They mm-hmm. have the billionaires can hold out longer than the millionaires. That's a fact. Yeah. That's- <laughs> we, we can sit here and do all of this headline stuff. The truth of it is the owners can hold out longer than the players. So if there is a lockout, who's going to be affected most? Not the owners. They're still going to get their television money. The arenas, which is their most valuable thing that in the ownership group, that's the, 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 the arenas, the arenas will still be open. You'll have, Ice capage, you'll have hockey, you'll have other things going on in the arena. Okay, they'll miss 41 dates. They'll still get their television rep. They'll still they'll work something out when they get to the deal that they want. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. The business will go on with or without you. The business will go on. That's just how it is. Because those owners, they are prepared for these lockouts the players how long can some of them last that's just that's just the that's the nature of the business now let's get back to kd because we you know we don't want to get to the we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves kevin durant right now and is 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 in a very interesting position why because he's coming off of a a major injury He's coming off of a situation where reportedly he had input on personnel, reportedly input on coaches, reportedly he has his fingerprint all over this organization. And suddenly a couple years in, and one of those years he was, you know, he was what, rehabbing. Yeah, the first year he didn't play. Yeah. So it was just a very unique situation. Now, I just kind of watched and observed it. You know, I'm talking to other executives in the league. If a player becomes disgruntled, because that's the key word for every organization, <laughs> you got to go for it. But the truth of it is this Brooklyn franchise, they pushed all their chips to the middle of the table. Yeah, it had to. They had no choice. Kyrie and Katie decided they were going to well, go. Well, they had a choice and they chose to, to put all in. Now, COVID came and all of those things. And I, we all know that story. But now at least give yourself a chance. Give yourself a chance. So what do you think? And of the, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Continue, no, go continue. ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, what do you think of the fit now? Because this could be make or break because Kyrie Irving's contract expires at the end of this season. Well, uh, Kevin Durant said he was unhappy here, once, and once Kyrie's gone, he might be less willing to work things out. So, so here, here, here is the th- here is here is the thing. If you want to find out your true value, just go to free agency. Kyrie, if you really wanted to find out your true value, that this league thinks, 
Just go to free agency. You could have found out. What is the, you could have found out? Well, you don't That's get a true value because not every team has the cap space. So there may be teams that want to sign him that can't if, sign. Let me let me assure you, if the right player comes about, all of those capologists and all of those cap, yeah, dudes, yeah, yeah. they would figure out how how, uh, how to stretch trade players, do whatever. Hey. Trust me, trust me on that. If suddenly Giannis became available, everyone would have the max available. Oh, Trust yeah. me on that. Oh, one. That's yeah. one thing. That's one thing I've learned in the NBA. You can figure it out if you got what what they're looking for. If Giannis suddenly became available, I guarantee you, every team in the league would figure out how to move every player. And I wouldn't roster. blame him. I wouldn't blame okay. him. So that's the first thing. Second thing. You know, when you look at this team, the way it was constructed, okay. Again, I'm just reading from afar. Everyone has to take their responsibility on what happened last year. Clearly, it was very disappointing because they thought they had a championship caliber team. A lot of people thought that. But when, but, but when you... When you start to look around this league, there were a lot of executives that were like, hold on. There were, you know, as much as what was being reported and you was talking to people behind the scenes, let me tell you some of the things that they were saying without telling you what they were saying. There weren't a lot of people just happy about how this played out in front of the media and the press and the way it happened. In the way what happened. In the way what happened. Sorry. The Kevin Durant situation transpired. Yeah. As in this summer. Yes. Now there were a lot of you got to Kevin Durant becomes available. You got to go for it. Well, but there there weren't a lot of there weren't a lot of people like. mm -mm. This is what I'm saying. Like Toronto were refusing to include Sky Barnes. The Celtics didn't want to give up Smart and Time Lord. Um, you know, the Hawks put yeah, an yeah, offer was, for John Collins, DeAndre Handler, and one pick, and they didn't want to include more picks. Memphis exactly. didn't want to include Bain or Jaron Jackson Jr. Whereas if a Giannis said he wanted to trade from Milwaukee, oh, you can take anyone from my roster and so, you can have every pick that ever exists. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is not what was said. I was watching it, was it was what wasn't said. Teams were only willing to go so far. Mm-hmm. for a talent like Kevin Durant. And that, to me, was a little shocking. Now, that's the first time I'm saying it, but but it's true. I was a little shocked I, because Kevin Durant is a top, whatever, two, three player, however, whatever your argument is. You know, some got him one, two, three, but I think we can all say um, he's a top three player. I don't think so. Okay. And that's okay. But I think the majority would have him one, two, or three. Maybe. I mean, now he is also 34 misses a lot of time with injuries is unhappy in a situation which he created after being unhappy in almost the perfect basketball That's situation. Right. We, you can make it, everybody can so, make the argument. I'm not here to argue yeah. any of that, but what I do know is Kevin Durant at any given moment can be the best player on the floor. I don't care who's on the floor. And I, I happen to think Giannis, but Kevin Durant is very capable. Yeah. yeah he's great second thing out. here. The second thing here that to me is very obvious that I think 
the league has said and the executives have said. The players have to do what's best for them, right? You demand a trade. You demand a trade because you say you're not happy, da-da-da, for whatever the reason. But you know what was interesting about this? Suddenly the team said, well, okay, we'll, we'll, we will agree to trade you, but we're not, we're going to trade you. Well, what's best for us, just like you're doing. And that to me was an eye opening thing because you don't really don't see that play itself out in front of the media in real time. Like you did with Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Now, when you ask for a trade and I've certainly been a part of that, normally you'll work behind the scenes to get that done. Brooklyn was very open about, okay, we're open to trading you, but we're only going to trade you when it's good, a good deal for us. Mm. We understand what's good for you, that you want to go to Phoenix. You may want to go to Miami. You may want to go to these teams. But we're, we're going to do what's best for us because you're doing what's best for you. Yeah. And then we'll meet you in a situation. And in the end, they both look like they resolved the situation by saying the best thing for us is to come back. Well, play. he had all the leverage because he has four years left on his contract. So unless he was willing to sit Here's out the leverage. The, years, the leverage is the talent. The, the leverage is if Giannis had 10 years left on his deal, they would do whatever they had to do to get him. I was shocked that these teams would only go so far. Well, I wasn't shocked because Kevin Durant. everyone thought I was, I was, I was crazy shocked. for not wanting to trade Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant, but also... The Rudy Gobert trade orchestrated by Danny Ainge kind of set the bar in the market. So now the Nets know they're going to be compared. No, I, I'm not to, buying it. You said no. You're, you're setting you, the bar. You tell like, me about winning the media and winning the press conference as a front office, okay, the Brooklyn Nets. No, okay, if they here, don't here, get more feet. picks and a better return in exchange for Kevin Durant than the Utah Jazz got for Rudy Gobert, they would get killed all over the press. And it's you that tells me that front okay. offices care about winning the media. Okay, here's what I'm going to tell you again. Okay, you're only telling one part. It's three parts to every trade. You want to you want to win the press conference. Okay, some trades happen because they want veteran and uh, they want uh, they want veterans in their locker room. So you want to win the locker room, or you want to win the game. It's three parts to every trade. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's say that again. You want to win the press conference. You want to win the locker room. Right. You want a veteran presence in the locker room or you want to win the game. All right. When the Detroit Pistons, for instance, traded for Rasheed Wallace, there was a lot said about. His locker room, there was a lot said about the press conference. He, he you know, he was with Portland and it didn't work out. And that's Bill documented. But the Detroit Pistons made that trade because they wanted to win the game and it worked out for them. They ended up winning the championship. There are some trades that are made because they want veteran presence, you know, you know, they want veteran, a veteran presence. Some, they want to win the press conference. Now, in the end, you can make a trade and live with the results because the only result that really matters in the end is the game. In the end, that's all that matters. And you have to find a team that fits your timeline. We, no one has won a championship with a draft pick, a future draft pick. 
you still have to draft. You still have to put together a team. But suddenly now it's become fashionable and it's in vogue now to say, I need five draft first round picks. Okay. Well, you're playing the odds. The more picks you get, the more chances you have of drafting a player that turns into a star. It's an odds game. Okay. Would you rather have one pick or 10 picks? You'd rather have 10 because then you could just rather have, have 10 chances. Just give me one pick with the right player and I'm good. But, but you never know That's if it's it. the right player. There's so many factors that go into you, it. Yes, you do know, Mo. Yes, you do. You don't know if you're not scouting. If you're not scouting, okay, you got an excuse not to know. My job, I spend a thousand percent of my day figuring out who's going to be in the 2023 draft. Trust me. Okay, so why the does so San many teams Antonio get Spurs, The San Antonio Spurs aren't trying to be bad this year because they don't know who's going to be in the 2023 draft. Yes, we've spoken about that. But what I'm saying <laughs> oh, to you okay, okay. is if it was that simple, every team would make it is the right that draft picks. Then it why do so many teams not, get the draft wrong if it's that simple? Let me tell you why they get the draft wrong. Let me tell you why they get the draft wrong. Because there's only so many good players in any draft. There we go. So by having more picks, you're maximizing the chances of having a higher pick no, 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 to no. acquire the said player you that can you have want to draft. Picks. You can yeah, have if you picks, have one you draft pick to... and it lands, it's a draft lottery. So if it lands at number nine and the players you want are off the board and I have 10 draft picks, I have a higher chance of landing in a top five than you do with your singular draft pick. It's just an odds game. Mo, when I, when I was in a draft, when I was in a draft, you draft a guy and you have him in tears. You got the ninth pick. The player I like, will, he's, in the, he's in the top tier. That means he won't go past three. Why am I holding on to a pick when I know he's not going to be there? Mm-hmm. So then what do you do with your pick? You can move it. In exchange you for? You can draft a player. You can, we, have, we spend, and I say we, this league spins. You t- if you turn on Twitter and Instagram right now, everybody is player developing. Mm-hmm. Why are we spending all this money on player development if you and I know who can and can't play and I need more picks? So what you developing then? So this is what I'm saying. If you have the night, no, pick, no, no, no. What you want to play in the top three, you're, you're going to trade it for is, next year's pick. No, what you're saying is, Mo, if you are an executive in this league, your job is to know one roster construction you hear me say that all the time that's my job right it's it's not like i need a hundred picks and hope for something it's my job to know what it is i need to build a team i'm I'm, I'm cooking in the kitchen you know the recipe you need there's the recipe you got to defend you got to rebound you got to share the ball if that player isn't doing one two or all three of those things what you doing okay I feel like we've gone down a rabbit hole once again. We well, were no, about, we're not going we were talking, hole, we, saying, we are, because we started talking about Kevin Durant, now we're talking about drafting players and why player development is pointless, whatever, whatever. We were talking about Kevin Durant and the trade, and the point was that because of the return that Utah got for Rudy Gobert, that's what everyone will compare a Kevin Durant trade to. Anyway, long story short, is Kevin Durant staying. But while we're here talking about these trades that may or may not happen, the Utah Jazz, who traded away Rudy Gobert, also have Donovan Mitchell, who they're currently in reportedly trade talks with the New York Knicks, who apparently offered Evan Fournier, Obi Toppin, and two first-round picks. And the Utah Jazz said, that's not enough. 
BJ, now with Kevin Durant staying in Brooklyn, Donovan Mitchell is the biggest fish, so to speak, left on the trade market. Do you think more teams other than the Knicks are going to try and get involved and try and acquire Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz? Because it's clear that they're trying Absolutely. to trying to rebuild, or as I would say, tank. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm sure there are a lot of teams now. The thing as an executive that you want, and it's not being said, but you like to say it is, You know, Danny Ainge has been around. Danny Ainge has worked in big markets. He's been in this league a long time. He's very savvy at what he does. When you understand the following, you use it to your advantage. You look for every advantage. The thing that you don't want is sources say such and such is looking to trade. Now, Danny Ainge has done it to me, in my humble opinion. He's done a terrific job. He's negotiating with the biggest market in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And through the media, he is dictating what he wants in a trade. Because the New York team and organization won't or can't talk to the media. So now you have the New York media telling everyone what they want to trade for him. It's impossible for the New York organization to do their job because Danny Ainge is out in front of every story because we know that the New York executives or, you know, at least that's what I'm reading can't get out in front of the story. And how are these people knowing who wants what, unless Danny and the Utah jazz are leaking that out of what they want, which makes it almost impossible to do a deal, Mm -hmm. which is great business for Danny really tough if you're the New York Knicks. So I'm not really, all the stuff that's being said, I'm going, wow, how are you going to do a deal when every time I call you, Mo, sources say Mo wants X and Y. Well, why call Mo then? I'll mm-hmm. just read the New York Daily News. <laughs> so do you see Donovan Mitchell ending up with the Knicks or do you see him ending if, up elsewhere? If, I see every deal happening the same exact way. When is training camp, and you always wait to do the deal at the very last minute. That's what you do. So the last minute is in before the season begins or before the trade deadline? Before the season begins. Yeah, before the season. Before the season begins. Okay. Why not? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing that makes it tough for the Knicks. The Knicks have to be very careful here. Why? Because the Knicks have to give up young players. Mm-hmm. And those young players whether it's true or not, are hearing their names in the trade. Mm-hmm. So they, how are those young players supposed to go back to the team if they don't get traded? And then the executives and the coaches are going to wrap their arms around and go, oh, man, that was. Yeah, that, and that it's also nothing. nuts to me that they just gave $100 million to Jalen Brunson and now want to go and get Donovan Mitchell. I don't know how I like that as a backcourt I, I, I just think it's, I think it's tough. I think the Knicks now are in it. Whether it's true or not, who knows? Who knows what's true or not? It's all being reported. But what I do know is that Danny Ainge now is putting out the, and we don't even know if that's true or not. Like, how do you negotiate? Well, you and I are on a phone call, and all of a sudden I read about my phone call with you in the New York Daily News, verbatim. Like, 
how am I supposed to do a deal with you? Like, where's the trust? I thought if we're going to do a deal, isn't there some level of trust we got to have? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so to me, this is all wrong. And that's why I like, that's why two plus two equals 81 today. Because you know what? It's all wrong. Now we'll see how it plays out. Do I think the Knicks would, would, you know, inquire about a guy like Donovan Mitchell? Absolutely. You get, you have to. What are you willing to do? Because if I'm willing to trade my young players away for a player like that, that deal would only be done on the phone right here, right now. That's a yes or no deal. That isn't a deal that goes on all summer. We want this guy. We want trades. Really? Like, Mm -hmm. so I don't even... This to me is like, okay, we'll see what happens. But that seems like a very difficult position to be in if you're the New York Knicks and how you have to navigate that one. I wouldn't want to do that. Well, only time is going to tell. And what I can assure you is that whatever the trades are that happens, we're going to be right here breaking them down on the Hoop Genius podcast brought to you by NBA 2K23. And I can't wait to you, Mo, do your first trade as an executive. (laughs) Because... (laughs) I already know BJ's going to approve because I'm going to be signing a seven foot point guard out somewhere. And he's going to be like, my dream is coming true. I want to see Mo who, who his squeaky wheel is going to be in the media. Sources say Mo really enjoys X, Y, (laughs) I am my own source. I do no sources. Wouldn't it be cool though? Wouldn't it be really cool if every team just did their own podcast? Yeah. This is what I'm saying, right? Imagine, I think that's what like, that would be my thing. I think if I was, I would pay money today. for that. I would pay money for that. Yeah, and I, if I no, wouldn't that be NBA, awesome? I would love to do it. I would, I would love to. Like, do wouldn't that be awesome? Know. Like, you could listen right now to Danny Ainge and Leon Rose, the Leon Rose podcast with the Knicks, and say, okay, this is what's really going on here. Yeah, that, wouldn't that be phenomenal? Yep, that would be like, then that's great content. I wonder who that would be phenomenal. But then the first thing is, as soon as you start losing games or doing badly, they get on you for. Oh, yeah, you're spending too much time doing a podcast. They don't realize there's more to it. But who knows? Maybe I'll be the first NBA general manager with a podcast. Maybe be, we'll still be right here. I think it would be, I think it would be, you know what I would really love about it? You would eliminate all of the sources. Mm-hmm. You would, and you you would have a, I don't know if it's good or bad or indifferent, but let me tell you something. When you are forthcoming with your fan base and you understand the reasons for this, then there's, there's no miss. There's no misunderstanding of why we did what we did. Yeah. And when you, and, and you know what I'm saying? Now you cannot agree with it, mm-hmm. but I think that's the era in which we live in now. Like, Hey, I made a mistake and this is what we're doing see this I'm, is why we did it i'm surprised mark cuban doesn't have a podcast yet because he seems like the kind of guy who would do it because he used to have the mavericks blog i'm surprised he doesn't have a mavericks podcast where he talks about the dallas mavericks but well, the see. only thing i'm concerned the only thing i'm concerned about with doing the podcast is the editing process because people can take words and and do whatever they want such such and such but you got to put it in its proper context that's the yeah. only thing but i do think it's time because I think that's great content. Like mm-hmm. I would love to like, okay, like instead of saying such and such is going to draft such and such, such and such is going to, you know, just say, Hey, here are the players that are on the board. 
Well, what I think we should do is just get all these executives to come on the Hoop Genius podcast and we can ask them what's really going on. But if you want to do, if you want to hear us do that, you got to make sure you subscribe. BJ, right now we're sitting at number two in the podcast charts. Oh, 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 Mo, Mo, no, 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 no. We need that number one spot, okay? No, we we need the. You know what? You know what we need? We need the people right now. Mm-hmm. We need the people because you know what? Mo and I coming. We gonna do what we got to do, but we need the people. Show some love. Push us to the number one. We yes, we sir. need we need them. So no, we, so, we appreciate the listeners, but we really need the people right now. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you download the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, save the podcast, leave reviews and ratings. That's what helps us bump up in the recommendations as well. And, you know, BJ, you said it just then about, you know, the best way to run an organization is to be forthcoming with your audience. The Discord server that I told you guys about is in the process of being built. So stay tuned for updates on that. You'll be able to have a forum there where you can submit your questions and topic ideas for the podcast that you want to hear discussed. I'll be jumping in the server discussing things with you we can have a little back and forth as well i would love to say bj's gonna jump in the server but i'm not willing to bet that he's gonna have the technological grasp Mo, i'm on getting Discord. in the i'm getting it i'm getting in the laundry business i'm, I'm i want a laundry <laughs> <mat>. <laughs> let's keep the money clean so if you hey let's keep the money clean so mo i'm getting in the laundry mat business i'm looking I'm looking now to purchase a laundromat. I just, it, it just came to me, just like There that. we go. So you guys have fresh off the news. If you are in the LA area, keep an eye out for BJ Armstrong's laundromat. But until you do that, make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review and rating. Rest in peace, Kobe, every single time. And until next time, get buckets.